Okay, so last time we were holding and we finished up the Chas and Derech Hashem and really, we should go weiter in test, but I want to go back a little bit over what we spoke about last time and maybe go a little bit deeper into it and then hopefully in Ritz Hashem we'll hit test today and then we'll finish up the, um, the Nefesh Chaim that we had, uh, we had started, which involves Oz Tess in, in Derech Hashem. Okay, so last time we had spoken about the idea um, that... The, the Rimchal says that after Adam ate from the eights, that there was a fundamental change to the Bria, and Adam's Avoida became double, that he had put himself into a, a hole, and he had been Megashem the Bria, that he had to climb out from there, and the stain on, on, on Adam that he did through that Misa would require Adam's Misa, that's going to be what we're talking about as Tess, and that's going to necessitate the concept of Tchias Mesim. Um, and we had spoken at length at, at, at what was the result of how the, the neshama was subjugated by the guf, and the bria fundamentally changed after the avera that Adam did, to the point to where you no longer saw the sherish of a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the bria, and everything became isolated and devoid of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence, and everything became very physical and fully blocked out the sense of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, both, both in, in, in the Adam, that Adam became primarily a guf within the Shama being a sojourner, and in the Bria around us, no longer could we see how the Bria around us emanated from the initial Maimaris that a Kodesh Baruch Hu had when he created the world. So that's what Adam's chet did. So the question is, why is it that one Maisa that Adam did was so bad? So we saw the Rimchal said that until Adam did his sin, there was a, a certain amount of chisar that a Kodesh Baruch Hu had put into the Bria, to enable Adam to overcome that amount of lackingness to earn his own haba. And we had discussed at length that that was that the neshama was primarily in control, but there was a full guf, even though the guf was bichlal not in control at all, um, that that was the amount of chisar, and Adam's job was to do the mitzvahs and to further purify the guf until finally the guf would become... Um, not even not be present, but wouldn't be felt, or there'd be no sense of the guf whatsoever. Um, whereas when Adam didn't do that, the guf actually became stronger and overpowered than the shamas. So, so the Ramchal spoke about the idea that there was a certain amount of chisar and put in the bria that Adam needed to conquer that amount of lacking himself and make himself more godly to remove the guf from himself. Uh, when Adam, when the amount that Hashem put in was 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 Hashem did with the Chachman, knowing how much Adam could handle and knowing what was the proper balance. The reason why the Bria changed so drastically, Ramchal said, is because Adam went ahead and brought Ra into himself, which was not the amount that Akash Baruch Hu had originally put in man, and thereby that's what made such a drastic change. So we, we asked after that, so okay, granted that Akash Baruch Hu knew the right balance of Gufur's Neshama for Adam to have his Nisayan to earn his Olam Haba, the question is like, you know, so, so yes, Adam was the one who added more, but why did adding more create such a fundamental change that the Bria changed in such a way where, like we said, the Neshama became a sojourner and there was no spirituality left perceivable in the world. So we stole from Nefshe Chaim and um, Arichas Rav that Nefshe Chaim spoke about the idea that before Adam did a chet, there was no concept of ra that was within Adam, that the world of Kedusha and the world of Tumah were two separate worlds. The spiritual world that brought out a Baruch Hu's Yichud in the world is one subset of, of Koychus and Shemayim, and the world of ra, or the absence of a Baruch Hu, is a different, what we call the Medura of Tumah, right? The system of Tumah is a separate subset of Koychus and Shemayim, and, and ra and Tumah was not part of Adam, and Adam being a Tzalem was a microcosm of the Bria, and therefore the entire Bria was imprinted in Adam's being, and every Misa that Adam does with every part of his self will impact a different part of the Bria, and Adam was made as a mirror image of the worlds of Kedusha to bring out Shams reality, not the world of Toma. Adam had no shaykhis internally to the world of Toma. And that's why he didn't have a Yetzahara internally telling him to do an Avera. Rather, the Yetzahara came from the outside. It was clothed as the Nachash, telling Adam, you should do X, Y, and Z. As opposed to now, when the Yetzahara says, I'm hungry, I want to do an Avera. Whereas before, it was, you should do an Avera. Um, did he, did he, yeah. yeah, please. Did he like not have a Nachash of Bahamas before the... Well, well, so like, I mean, they're... they're, they're Yes and no. Meaning, like we had discussed, that there were five different levels of interaction between Guf and the Shama. So in, in our total pool of, of, of relations, we were on, on world four out of five. Five being the lowest world that he was plunged into after the Chet. In that world, like we said, there he had a physical body, a 100% physical body. And four, and four, right. but it had no influence over any of his his broken. of his actions, right? Well, it was totally subjugated by the by so the. So you could say it was like a, like a animal that was completely subjugated like to the, the to the ruach. Like ben Yar's donkey or something. Right, exactly. Right, Kibiachol, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. And but even yeah, even a little bit higher than that. But but 
Right, to that, to, that, to that degree. I mean, we, we did discuss the idea three times ago, four times ago, that Yemosa Mashiach is going to be where we do have the same amount of physicality as we have now, and the physical will still be in control in the world, but it will be subjugated by Neshama. I mean, that would be like a tzaddik in this world that only eats when he decides he wants to eat and only talks when he decides he wants to. His body still is primarily what is perceived, but he's in control of his body, right? This is a step beyond that where it's even perceived in the Shama being in control of the, of, of the Guth, if that makes any sense. I mean, if you look at Adam, you wouldn't just see a behemoth. You wouldn't see a, a, a form of body. You'd actually perceive... Neshama as well, almost like by, by Moshe Rabbeinu. So it was kind of a step up from that, but along, right, but along those lines. So did he have the Nefesh Bahamas that we have? Most certainly not. Was there an element of Guf by Adam? There, there was, right? So the terminology is getting confusing, but, but is that, does, that, does that clarify a little bit? Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Neshama is perceived as light. When you say we can see the Neshama, is that a light? Is that the... So light is the muscle, as we, we spoke on before, in our world for spirituality. Ruchli is something which is devoid of the physical. So whenever... The Mekubalim speak of the concept of light, it's because it's the most ethereal element in our Bria, um, and therefore it is the greatest muscle to understand what spirituality is. So, would that be perceived from an observer as light? Not sure. I mean, the, 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 the Pasuk does say that, at least, I don't know, in Adam's world, because again, we don't know what Adam's world looked like because we're not living on that, on that Madrega. Like, we live in a fundamentally different world where the Gufit reigns. So, we live in a physical world. So, I know Moshe Rabbeinu, the Pasuk told us, that they had the Karen Ahoyd that came from him, right? Did that Karen Ahoyd, was that perceived as light coming out of Moshe? It was some kind of a shine, right? It was some kind of a ziv, right? Some kind of a, of a, of a, of a glowing. Um, the people in the Midbar that looked at Moshe Rabbeinu, did, they, did it translate into their world of perception as light? It, it could be, you know. Um, whenever you take something spiritual and you bring in the physical, it always needs some kind of muscle to clothe itself in. Like by the Navi. The Navi sees a, a vision, a Ramara, because he's taking information from a world beyond the Hasaga of this world, the spiritual world. There's no physicality, there's no time, there's no space, and he's interpreting those messages within his guf and his understanding to this world. Therefore, it becomes clothed in a Mara Nevua. In, in, in a, right? So, again, is the perception of seeing Moshe Rabbeinu, that shine that's coming out of Moshe Rabbeinu, is that interpreted by our, our brain as light? Because light is the closest thing we have to understand the concept of spirituality. I mean, light is similar to spirituality because it doesn't have any density, doesn't have any weight, it travels very quickly, it's perceived as goodness and warmth and tov, it gives chayim to the world, there wouldn't be light, there wouldn't be plants, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be anything, right? So that's why it's, it's the closest thing in our world, it, it's mashpia, it travels from one place to affect something else, right? Just like a Kosh Baruch Hu's and Hanhagas or mashpia from the world of Shemaim down into the physical world. So it is the closest muscle that we have to the concept of, of, of Ruchni's light. Was it an actual light? Was it a photon or a particle? Hard to say that there would be matter at that point when we're ex- expressing the Shama. When the Shama's expression is expressing in a more physical world, would it express itself through a muscle of light? It, it could be, right? I mean, I, I don't know, but, but right? you, you, you know what I'm saying or no? But the light, light, we always have to understand that whenever we learn these in Yanim, we have to, like the Rishi once told me this muscle, he said that, that every muscle is like gum. You have to chew it up, take out the tom, and spit out the gum, right? So that we cannot understand what does it mean that an neshama is projected in this world, right? Well, that's something that's beyond our understanding. So light becomes the closest muscle. Right. But if we get fixated on the muscle and we focus just on photons and waves, right, then we lose sight of what the muscle is expressing. That would be the equivalent of taking the taste out and spitting out the gum. Whatever the physical part of the muscle is, we have to not hold on to. I was very, I have to be very careful actually when, 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 when people learn Kabbalah, there's a concept of kutus medetias, uh, cutting from the saplings, which is that if, if, if a person learns these inyanam and he takes them mashalam seriously and he thinks it in Shemayim that there's pregnant ladies and, uh, and, 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 and yanika and, and nursing and, um, and ibor and, and well, that's, that would be pregnant ladies. And um, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever the, the mashalam and zivog or zachar and akeva, and he thinks those things are physical in the spiritual world, then that's a form of odazar at that point, right? They're all mashalam and they're meant to take the concept of it out. So we have to what light represents, not that there's so much was to be fixated on what exactly, you know, did you see is, is something which is not, you know, beyond that. You know what I'm saying? So the, the concept, yes, it was in what we would call in our world light. You know, we throw that word around a lot. You know what I mean? The light of Hashem. The Torah uses it because we need or language. Right. Sorry? Or Right, right, right. Because we need a language to express it in. Because we live as human beings and we need a vocabulary that we understand. But we have to understand that the spiritual world has no shaykhs to the physical world. So we're, we're only borrowing terminologies from, from, from our, our interactions. Oh, okay, good. So where were we? So we said that, um, that Adam brought the Ra into himself by, by, by doing the, the chait. And therefore, Adam combined the worlds of Tovah Ra and Adam no longer became... Um, a microcosm of the worlds of Kedusha, but he became a microcosm of the worlds of Toma. And since Adam 
everything he does in the physical world ends up making an imprint in the spiritual world, he actually bridged together the worlds of Tuma and Tahara, the, the Madura Kedusha and the Madura of Tuma, and he brought them together, and now there, it's, there's a singular Madura that's in, in Shemayim, and now the Yitzhahara became part of Adam. We said that was the idea that the Nachash had Bia with Chava, that the Nachash became intrinsically part of, of Adam's being, um, and now Adam now has Ra. And the Shechayim gave us a very interesting Hashkafa, which is that, therefore, there's no such concept of anything being totally pure in this world. Everything is a mixture of of Toiv and, and Ra. So every mitzvah that we do has an element of Gaiva in it. Every Avera that we do has some good intention that could have been there. Um, and the concept of Lishma and Lishma is a sliding scale on how pure an action, an action is. But, but at this point, you know, we have to understand that we live in a world where Toiv and Ra is, 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 is mixed together. I so saw, that, um, yeah. the, you know, the Dovavi, which kind of right. is a parish on Sharm, and he had a little shtickle there that it says, Adam Osim, and he says uh, that it says Laolam because really Laolam there's always going to be an element of Shalom. Right. I actually told that to an Adam Gadol and he like because he was I don't remember how I was responding to something he had said and I brought him that that Bilbabi, and he was like it's not true when it comes to the Gedolah. <laughs> he, like, he like would not hear of it. So Neshachayim <laughs> speaks of the idea, which we didn't get to, which we'll, we'll get to when we finish Neshachayim. He says they were, they were, the Gemara brings down there were certain people that died from the bite of the Nachash. Mm-hmm. Um, and over there, the, the, the explanation would be that these were people that actually had never imbued any form of Rab whatsoever. We're on a perfect mm-hmm. caliber, but we can count them on our fingers who they were. You know what I mean? The Gemara, I think it was four people died from the Be'itosh al Nachash. You know, so that, that would, and that's the Pulsing of Ein Sadiq that's what Nebuchadnezzar said. That's what Nebuchadnezzar says. He says it's built to It's almost impossible since Nebuchadnezzar to have any action be absolutely perfect. So I don't know who the other brother was. I'm not trying to be chaylik on him, but I mean, I think the partial reading of Nebuchadnezzar is, is not like it's that. like the Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what Nebuchadnezzar is saying. I mean, right. We'll look at it again, you know. But, um, but yeah, again, listen, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard. And, and, and we have to understand that the other people that have... Um, Definitely refine themselves to the point to where whatever elements of Lishma that are, are, are present are very minimal. Is it possible that these people, that these Gedalim are able to do Maisim that are totally Lishma? 100% possible. Is it to say that every Maisim they've ever done in their life, you know, that, that's, a, that's a different, you right. know. Or even when they're a Gadol, but like right. say every single one, maybe. There's something that creeps in. Right. I mean, this, this, like, this like reminds me of the story of, of Rosheinberg, right? The famous Maisim Rosheinberg. Rosheinberg was, 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 was like 80 or 90 years old, something like that. He was 80 years old. And one day he was on a bus. And he heard that the Yankees won the Super Bowl. So he went, and then he went, and he made a Suda Suda. And at the Suda Suda, he said that the Suda Suda was because when he was a child, he grew up in America. Um, again, we can't be Masik, Rosheinberg was. Rosheinberg was the person that wrote the Tabasa Shulchan on, on the Ksais. You know, you go write a parish on the Ksais, and then and we can start talking about you. You know, you know what I mean? Like, meaning, meaning like, you know, the Adam Golam, you know. So he, he said, he made a in the Suda Suda, he said that he heard the news the Yankees won, and he didn't even feel... A glimmer, or, or, or not a glimmer, he didn't feel, um, not even a spark, not even, nothing. There was no emotion whatsoever about Simcha that the Yankees won. And that was something that he felt, you know, the Ramam talks about that true tshuva is the idea that you're no longer inspired at all by the Ra whatsoever. It's totally been kicked out. So, I mean, it took Rav Scheinberg up to 80, 70, 80, whatever, whatever the mice was, he was an older man, 70, 80, 90 years old, whatever it was, in order to fully remove any hana whatsoever for hearing that the Yankees won the, the Super Bowl. So that should give you a good inkling that even... You know, in Adam Gadol, there is always that that element. You know, like, and, and that's something that we have, that we have to think about also. That when we do tshuva, and we no longer, you know, we no longer um, do a certain activity that's ra, but when we see somebody else do it, or we hear about it. Is there still like this sense of like ah? The good old days, you know? Is there still some 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 reminiscing, some kind of a, a romantic fantasy that we still have connected to it? That's still an element of Ra that's Mushrosh inside of ourselves. I we don't do the Maisa anymore, but we're not totally cleansed of it of it of it either. Because there was this Taravis of the of the Ilamas. So true chuma is to the point to where a person has removed it, Adkrevait, Akrekach, that 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 he that he he no longer has any Cheshek whatsoever and he despises him, he thinks it's absolutely disgusting, right? That's that's already a very high a very high madrega to remove that level of Ralph from himself. Have a comment. Maybe you're on that level there because you, the, it was the, the Yankees won the World Series. 
That's what he said, no? He said the Super Bowl. Oh, I said the Super Bowl. Oh, I thought it was never my Yetzirah. It was never my Yetzirah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I did know that. You should know. I did. I, I, I did. I did know the chilek. I said the wrong thing. But you should know it was never. It was never my Yetzirah. It was. It was never my Yetzirah. I know, but I always joke that my wife's a base Yaakov girl because you know she's balls too. But like she just had like no. She's so bad with names of actors and actresses. Like she has no idea who. Like everything, people who everyone knows. She like doesn't know. I'm like, who, where'd you grow up? Like who are you? Yeah. I know because I was a part of for when I was right when they, they moved to Los Angeles and Sidney right before Sidney Complex one pitch on Yom Kippur right uh, after. Uh, so I hear. Maybe I hear. a Dodger fan. I hear. I hear. Yeah. No. Football yeah. though. I we all have a different I went to One football game in my life. Uh, my father thought Thomas Howard here at 14 and I said, boy, this is violent. This is not for me. Not, baseball, not, not, not for a good Yiddish American. Yeah, baseball yeah, at least is not an inherently violent. All the rest of the sports. I hear, I hear. Okay, okay. A Yiddish sport. Okay, fine. No, moving on. So fine. So, um, so, so, so that's what he said. So there was a colliding of the worlds and Adam then brought the worlds of Toma and, 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 and Tahara together and then Adam became more of both of them and therefore Adam's that was the fundamental change that occurred that Adam bringing in the Ra himself more than what Hashem had planned to be the amount of chisaron that was in Adam as Ramachal said was him bringing the world of Ra into himself which had not existed before and that's what created such a fundamental change in Adam and that's why now the Yitzhahara is very much a part of us we spoke about the idea before that the Tashmash Amita that they had was not physical to them there was no physical drives in that, in that regard um, and that's what the Nachash seemingly had had a, had a kinna for, and, and that was basically what we spoke, we spoke about last time. And we spoke about the idea last time that that means that a person needs to understand that you should never be dissuaded from doing mitzvahs because there's elements of Lashma, because you're never going to get rid of them if you're going to wait for you to be Lashma, and it's never going to happen. And that's, that's the Olam of them, right? That you should you should do lishma because eventually you'll you'll start moving up to lishma and it's the other way around that we have to be very careful that when we do things that we think is a big mitzvah to think through them very hard because if it comes to the expense of hurting somebody else it's very much so like we spoke with the idea of the mice of penina that penina attempted to get Chana to daven for children. Alkana and Chana were married. Ptina was taken on a second wife. Alkana was the Galdor. To think Papasha said Ptina was just a cruel woman that tortured. Chana is a very hard sale, being that Alkana would not have married a woman that was a Rishanta, and the Medrash brings that Pina did terrible things to Chana. Like she said, oh, I bought a new Yom Tov clothing for my child. Did you buy for your child? Right? Knowing that Chana had been barren for many, many years, right? So it's very hard to believe that Pina could have been an abject Rishanta. So Chazal tells us that really she was attempting to get Chana to Davin. She knew that Chana was getting complacent with not having a child, so by by trying to, um, you know, say these jabs, and the Pasuk says, every year they went to the Mishkan, and Penina with Tehasena, Sarasa, Kaskam, Kas, something like that. She got her angry on top of angry, right? She just kept poking at her every time that they went to the Mishkan, and then Chana wouldn't eat, and she would get upset, and Alkana would get upset, and Chana was upset, and, and that, was, that was the family dynamic. Why was Penina doing that? So they say so Penina was attempting to get Chana to, to Davin, right? They, you know, yeah, wake up, lady, you don't have kids, you gotta do something about it, start Davening, right? What happened to, to Penina? She lost seven of her ten kids. Um, I think the ten Chana Davin, she shouldn't lose the rest, and um, and and that's it. So apparently, the Baal Shem Tov famously says that a person should never attempt to get another person to do a mitzvah at the expense of causing them pain and suffering. Granted, there is an exception for a rabbi. So every time you hear one of these Litvish uh, uh, Bali Moser stories, but the Alter Zabodka said something like terribly atrocious to somebody and and, and broke them, yeah. and ripped them, and ripped them in pieces. A rabbi does have a hatter to what? He said to. Uh... There are many of these stories, yeah. and they're very off-putting. He said, I have to put out the candle because I can't look at the face of a Russia. Yeah, or or what he, he called up the, or what he called up the bacher. He called up the bacher. He used to lay in the terror and was reading the teicha. He called up a bacher, read one line of the teicha, stared at the bacher. Read another line of the teicha, stared at the bacher. Another line of I can tell you all these stories, right? So they're very hard. The point is that's a hetero Rebbe has to a to, to a Talmud. The Chazal tells Rebbe has right to hit a Talmud. So if that's what he felt was good for his spiritual growth, but if you're not somebody's Rebbe, you have no business giving them a hard time and giving them pain and suffering to get them to do a mitzvah. I, your intentions are good, but your maisa is bad, right? So that, that, that's when we learn here also. A person has to be very careful when he has a frumay tzahara to do something. You know, you want to yell at somebody over something or, or you want to, or you want to, mila shumilai, some knos, right? You have to be very careful to, to look at your intentions and realize what percentage of the maisa is coming from the eights, 
from from the Eitzachayim, and what percentage of the, of the mice is coming from the Eitzadastevira? Right. So that that's that's that that's something a person. That's what we spoke about last week. So we, we did discuss the idea that Nefshachayim said, "Why is it called the Eitzadastevira?" Because he was mechalik between the worlds of Emes and Sheker and Tovin Ra. Das is being mechaber something together, connecting to something. So Tovira, we said, was subjectivity. The, uh, like we said, that Sheker Emes and Sheker is objective. This is a mitzvah. This is an Avera. Like Nefshachayim said, for all them do the Avera was the equivalent of Adam deciding to jump into a fire. It was, it was objectively poison, right? Why did he do it? So we, we spoke about the Arizal, the, the Rav Dasar speaks about that Adam wanted to be Marbed the Nisayan so that he could give more back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yet he didn't realize what it meant to be in a Choshech of bringing the world of Guf into a person's self. That was something which, which he had never experienced and, and he only knew in, in Seichol and, and, he, and, he, and he didn't realize how far he would fall and how difficult it would be for him to get up. And that's the Pusik that they bring from, the, they bring the Mishle, it says, Elokim also Adam Yashar, Hashem made Adam straight. And they made a lot of Cheshbon. And Adam made a Cheshbon, can I get the Ratzon Hashem? Never make a Cheshbon, can I get the Ratzon Hashem? I, the Avos broke the Torah before the giving of the Torah because they made Cheshbon. It's good. With Nevuah, they, they had the ability to do something like that post especially the giving of the Torah once the tzivoy comes from Hashem and Adam was given a tzivoy don't eat from it right just like we post the Torah given a tzivoy not to, not to infract on, 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 on the mitzvahs now making whatever cheshben that if Lui Yitzur we would eat the treif then like this like this and in the spiritual world like this right then that's, that's, that's absolutely treif and at the end of the day that, that's a cheshben a person should never make even if he would even if he would have some spiritual knowledge why doing a certain avera would be tov right that's never, never a concept that's the concept of avera lishma. he did an avera for the Purpose of trying to serve Hashem more, but that was clearly a mistake that he was he was he was plunged into. So we went from the world of Emes Shaker of objective objectivity to the world of Toiv Toivira. So I want I want to pick up on that point. The earliest source that we have for that really is from the Beit Bachai. So I have mine from home, and I have one of the scrolls. So if anybody would like it, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. We both have the same exact looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think they were both from when Woodside dumped their farm and we got from the book sale. So I'm just going to read it, read it out loud. This is Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. He speaks about, you know, what, you know, this concept of Emes Shekhar and Tevira, and, and I'd like to discuss a little bit about the idea of Yitzhahar in our world, and then we'll move later. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says the following. He says, He says, the concept of knowing Tevira. So Adam was, was seduced by the Nachos. Let's just read the Pesukim very quickly. Uh, it says, um, right? The Nachos was... Tricky from all of the animals of the field. The Sharasa Hashem Elokim was Hashem Elokim made. He said to the lady, Oh, did Hashem say don't eat from all of the fruits of the Gan? Right? He knew Hashem didn't say don't eat from all the fruits. He knew Hashem only said not to eat from the eights. Das Tevira. Why did he do that? Right? He was doing the classic trick that Yitzhahara always does to make you feel restricted. Oh, it's all Aser. Right? Yeah. But no, no, no. We, we can eat. We can eat fruits. We're, we're allowed. It's not true. And that's where the the the, the fryer person comes to, to, to Yadis and says, "Lashon Hara." I don't want to not speak Lashon Hara. Stop constricting me. I, I I want to be able to express myself. Right? I've only learned that's not that's not the real you. The real you doesn't want to speak Lashon Hara. The real you, true Cheris, is 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 in the mitzvahs. That's where a person expresses the part of yourself, which is a higher part of yourself, and you'll find a dimension of self that exists there, which is very deep. You know, Adraba, you're a robot when you're a slave to having to do a virus. But that's the, the it's hard. It makes you want to feel that the true expression of self is the world of your of, of your of your gulf, right? No, it was only it was only the 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 one that's inside the middle of the gun that Hashem said, Don't eat and don't touch it lest you die. You won't die. Hashem's lying to you. You won't die. Hashem knows that on the day you eat it, your eyes will open. You'll be like God. You'll know He was tempting her with this concept of Das Tevira. That, um, that apparently this was something that they didn't have, and and, and this was something that, that 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 he was saying. There's a whole new dimension of reality called tevira, which you're 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 not you're not um, you're not zeicha too, right? And Hashem's hiding from. In fact, Rashi brings that over here. That he says I can't find it in this comment, but it says Kol Uman. I'll find where it is. Um, oh, here it is. Key idea. Every every craftsman, 
hates the other craftsmen. Why? Because it's competition, right? Mina eats achol bar The Abister himself ate from the tree and he created the world. So there's a creative power in, in eating from the tree. Hashem doesn't want you to have it, right? Visam kelokim, you'll be like elokim. You'll be able to forge worlds. You'll be able to create worlds. We'll explain later what, after we see the Rinnegai what that means, right? So he was tempting with this idea that you can be a creator. You can know this concept of Torah. You are not privy to the world of of of, of Torah. So it's hiding that world from you, and it's going to open your eyes, and, and you'll have a whole new dimension. And by the way, it's true. They didn't have a concept of Torah, and their eyes did open because the pasuk says later, after they ate, but tipchana ein Their eyes opened. What they realized they were naked. Why? They had a sense of gospel at that point. They realized that, that they never, before they felt they were in neshama. Now, now they realize they're naked. Right away, they want to put on clothing. The Holy Spirit sneers is that we don't want to be perceived as a biological monkey. If someone tells you you have an evolutionary uh, mistake, right, then that's very embarrassing. So you have to cover your body parts. If you do, you're, you're in a shama. That's the part of yourself that you want to project. That's what was projected of themselves pre the chait. Post the chait, they looked like a monkey. So they, they didn't want, they, that's not who I am. So therefore, they, they felt the need to, to cover themselves. And it was true, their eyes did open up. So he was tempting them with this world, and, and that became a taival. She wanted to understand this new dimension which was being hidden from her. The tikkah, she took the fruit and she ate it, right? So what was this world of Tevirah that was being hidden from them? What was the idea that, that there was a taiva for the world of Tevirah? What was the Nachash tempting with? What was the opening of the eyes and realization, right? We've discussed it a lot, but let's just see the way Rebbe Nechai says it. It was never a good thing to know being Tevirah. Right? It was never a mile. It was not like they were ever missing anything in life by not knowing Tov and Ra. If you want to tell me that it was a mile, that Tov Ra was some new dimension which was worthwhile and everybody would want to know Tov Ra, then you find a sinner profiting from their sin. We have a concept of Ein They didn't have Ra and now they get Tov Ra. A sinner never, sinners never profit. So it can't be that gaining Tov Ra was any kind of enhancement to their life. So you have to walk away with this understanding. The, this knowledge that Adam and Chava took, this Taivara, this subjective reality, this world of Taiva, this world of physicality, it's not a good thing. It's not anything that anyone should aspire to want to have. He said, there's no way that not knowing Taivara means that Adam was like an animal and didn't have Seichel. And all of a sudden, by eating from the eighth last Torah, all of a sudden, Adam is going to have Seichel. That's ridiculous, he says. What does it mean that you're going to be like God? So I'm not sure in Ravai, I think it means like, the, like the, between good and bad. Um, um, I think it's like, it's like the Malachan, you'll know between good and bad. Well, let's see what it means. So clearly man was created to have a Seichel. So before eating with the Eitz Tastavra, Adam had Seichel. The, as it says, he already was in the image of God. He clearly had a Seichel. So when a Nachal says you'll be like God, it doesn't mean that if you eat the, from the from the Eitz Tov, all of a sudden you're going to have Seichel. Because we know Adam already was in the image of Elohim. Adam already had Seichel. That Selim, who has Seichel? Selim is the Seichel. And it's only because Adam had seichels why they were even to receive commandments. How could Hashem command somebody to do a mitzvah and not do an Avera if the person doesn't have the seichel to understand the difference? So clearly Adam had seichel before the chait. Hashem doesn't command animals or stupid people to do things. He only commands intelligent people to do things. Seichel gives the person the ability to know what's true and what's false. What's a good thing for me and what's a bad thing for me. Tovira is not seichel. So this mila that they're going to get is not a cerebral mila. This idea, or it's not a mila, it's a chesar, we said. This idea of tovira is not a new level of understanding. It's not seichel. It's not Seichel. It's not Seichel for a person to say, you know, the heaven that's in a dome shape, that looks really pretty. This is his bar, this is the Ram of Mordevuchim. And the land, which is flat, that's disgusting. You don't say that. You say that the, the sky is dome shape and the ground is flat. Meaning, he's saying the following. He's saying, the idea of having a subjective take on something is not a product of a person's Seichel. Pure Seichel is identifying what somebody is. The idea that somebody's ugly or pretty, that, that is not sikhlius. 
That's not Sechlis. Sechlis is saying his nose is three inches higher than the average person, and there's no symmetry between one ear and the other ear. The apple is round. The you know all the observations in the world. This subjective sense we have. Oh, I don't like that color. Right? Oh, those window shades aren't for me. Oh, that style of house. Like that's you know that's not Sechlo. That that's 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 an emotion. That that's that's some kind of a of a, of a physical sense that we have, right? Like you're saying, seichel is, ob- is objectivity. The world of pure seichel is. There's no algebra equation which deals in seichel, which takes into account. Facts the, don't the, care about your feelings. Right. Exactly. That's right. Like right. One of the sayings on the right. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But that's true. You know. Right. The an algebra equation doesn't really care what mood the person was in when the ball was thrown with what curve. Well, that's, that's really um, tricking out. What's it called? Whatever, the other one. I, I hate math. Uh, right? What, what, what curve and angle and velocity. And things like it doesn't matter what mood it was in, what color the ball was, you know, etc. Right? This is the whole world of the plane of human, 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 I guess, emotion or, or human taiva that all of a sudden we have feelings and, and, and subjective sense about things. This is not the world of, of Seichel. The idea that some person can look and go to Home Depot and go through swatches of paint until the woman is finally appeased with exactly what, you know, what, what neutral color of blue that she wants to put on the wall. That, that's not, it's not a product of Seichel. Right, but doesn't the Maharal say that Sichlius is only achieved through Torah Lishma? Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I could we could work with that, right? But once we live in a world devoid of Sichol, the only way to, to clarify your mind and look at the world properly is through the Torah. But before that world, right, there was an objective world of Sichol. All them knew what was MS and it was Shaker, right? One plus one equals two. That's MS. There's nothing to talk about. Right? No, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't be clear on that, right? No, yeah. They've tried. They've tried. But that's because we live in a world of Shekhar. That, that's what we're going to talk about. You hold on. You're going to get really excited. Just hang on a minute. You're going to be very excited, right? Right, exactly. They're, right. They're, 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 they can't be anything, right? They're, they're, exactly. One plus one equals two can't be racist or sexist or anything like that. It, it, it's a fact, right? Um, you know, and, and that's the world of Emmas and Shekhar. Either the equation is, is, is correct or it's incorrect, right? It's a good thing to do this action. It's a bad thing to do this action. That's it. That's the world of Seichel. This world of Tevira, that something is good to me or bad to me, is the world of subjectivity, which is not a, a, a product of the cerebral intellect of a person. That whole new dimension was added to Adam. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I, it's my Itzahara, but I have a hard time understanding this because to me, part of the human experience is the way that we feel about things. And I think that post-Techet, that's very true. And our job is to take our feelings and our emotions and channel them into the places that our Seichel tells us is the right place to be, is that's part of the human experience. We can't deny the human experience because now we live in the world of Tovira, so we're forced to use the world of Tovira in our Avedis Hashem and to schlep it upwards. But to think about it objectively, this sense that we have subjective feelings about things in life and, 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 and opinions, it, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not a product of anything which is Tov, it's not, it's not MS, it's not, it's not pure Seichel, it's, 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 it's a subjective, fuzzy world that creates Olamas of, 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 of false Dimyonis and, and imaginations and whatnot, yeah. But the Torah gives us a recipe for... Because for, uh, we live in this world. No, for the human experience. Because we live in this world. Because Oinig is the definition... Because we human. live in this world. Because uh-huh. that, that, we live in... How do we not live in this world? Now, there is a pure spiritual Oinig that's devoid of the physical world, right? Eating Cholent is only because Oinig did a chait. Had Oinig did a chait, we'd be right. sitting in Ganeiden right now and have the true Ruchni Oinig, which is not... Which is why, by the way, this is the, the, the issue with you know, the Muslim religion, Right? Um, the, the Muslim religion has taken all of spirituality and made it into something which is physical. Their whole concept of Olam Haba is basically what we believe is what happened post the Chait of Marisha. It's not spirituality. It's just another version of physicality. The world of spirituality is a world of Seichel, which is stripped from any sense of the physical world that we, that we live in. To tell me there's 70 virgins up there when you blow yourself up on a car bomb is, is very much so not the world of Ruchnius that we believe in. We believe that's just some, some kind of a, of, of bastardization of, of the world of Ruchnius, making it into, into and making Ruchnius into a world of Gashmias, right? Um, and, and you meet the people, the, the, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, right? Gemara says nine kabim of, of, of Arias came to the world and it went to the Bnei Shmal, and you wonder why that's other religion is, uh, is focused that way, but that's not true. Judaism and, and the Nishama is a world of pure objectivity, you know, and that's why when a person works on himself, yes, we're emotional people, we have, we have feelings, we have tastes, we have sensibilities, we have whatever we have as part of the human experience. We have to start learning, though, that our seichel needs to dictate our, our actions. And that doesn't mean that we are denying the emotional part of ourselves. We have to learn to schlep it and to channel it into the right, into the right, into the right places. But they didn't have to deal with that 
pre lechet, and that's not a bad thing not to deal with that, right? Vine other it's it's a hindrance. Vine kaidem lechet. I mean, again, the, the the level of of taos now because we have this world subjectivity is huge. People can line themselves in all kinds of places. Person says, "Well, I don't feel my Judaism. I, I, I you don't feel. I'm, I'm sorry, you don't feel your Judaism, right? There's a Torah, there's a kosh baruch These are the mitzvahs, right? Before the chet, that wasn't an isayin that Adam had. There wasn't like you know, I don't connect to it. <laughs> it wasn't. Didn't exist. It was. It, it was. It wasn't. Wasn't there. You were able to serve a kosh baruch from a purely objective. You could do what's good for you for yourself and avoid danger. They were totally seichel of godly intellect. They had no sense of the physical. They had no sense of, of, of which blinds look better. They didn't know them. I'm telling you, it's, it's unbelievable. And you see this muscle. I remember I was a bacher, and I was back home in Atlanta, and I was walking with a balabas who I was very close with, and he was walking by a house, and he to his wife about something about the paint car like this, and he said, what do I think? I said, I don't know. <laughs> right? He says, oh, Baruch Hashem, you're a Bachar, he says. You don't have any idea of these things. He says, you just wait, you know, right? <laughs> I still don't really care, but Lamaisa, I know what he's talking about, right? Like, I remember after I got, I bought my house, and we had to go through whatever we had, we didn't even do as, we didn't even do as much work on the house, we did very minimal on the house, right? But, but, but the very little we had involved, all of a sudden, like, my, my cup on Tesis is not, is not, is not holding right. Like, you know, I met somebody else a couple months later. He said, "I oh, my head's mabuba." I said, eh, "Give it three months. You'll be able to. Yeah. You'll, be able, you'll be able to pull out of it." You know what I mean? But we get stuck and entrenched in in, in, in a world of gashmias, and, and like that is that is what das toivira is, and it, it, it blinds our objectivity. Gili erva atzlaya bein of davar maguna. Gili erva wasn't a davar maguna. There was no sense of it being physical. Kim kishare varim. It was the, it was they were they were they were logically living people. Yes, I have an aver, and and we do tashris. That is a function of 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 of. Of, of, of human like interaction. Hands. What? Like shaking hands. Like shaking hands. Whatever. That, right? There was no sense of it being... Like they talking about before the gate? Before the yeah. gate. Before the gate, yes. So why would they... Why? If they weren't supposed to have a kid... Right, that's a good Spiritual. point. That's a good point. We spoke with that last week. There is, there is an Indian. There, there, there's an Indian for it. Exactly. It, it does a certain tikkun above. Yes, hundred percent. The kasher. It's a good question though. Kasher Once they once they did the chait and they had the concept of taiva, then they were tanuguf. Right away, they became removed from being clothed in objectivity and seichol. They became enclosed in the world of physical tithes. They gave people all of a sudden that had started having desires and wants and needs and, and, and all these things that they didn't have before. The Teva and they started looking at the world as being either beautiful or ugly. There never was a sense of that so before. So was Shalemus completely kilku at I, that point? I'm, I'm not, what, what do you mean? Meaning it was, they were, they achieved Shalemus before the day. Well, they were, they were more showing. They were more makukal, yes. Yes, there was an element they needed to misake, and that was the element of guf they still had. But they could have easily pulled out of it by doing the mitzazase. And they would, have, they would have removed the sense of body even more. After the chet, the body became so entrenched that it became very different, difficult to pull it out. And what, became, what fundamentally changed was this, that they went from being sickly people, intellectual people, to being people that all of a sudden became bound That's by... That's a very drastic change. Though. Yes, hum- humongous. That's just been his whole point. Yes, humongous. It's like when Mashiach comes, it's going to be a drastic yes. change. Yes, exactly. Yeah, let it, let the realization get in. That was the muscle I gave you. That's like Kilo. Right. He crashed through one floor and ended up in the basement. Right? right. That there was a separation of Guf and the Shama, and boom. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the world that we live in. That's what, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Their eyes open and they knew. Usually when your eyes open, you don't know something. When your eyes open, you what? You begin you, to know. Or you see something. You see something. You, yeah. see something. you should, right? Like, my eyes are shut. I open my eyes. Here's the table, right? What if they open their eyes and then they knew? Didn't say they saw something new. Nothing changed. They were seeing it before. It's the way that they looked at it changed. Oh, the, the take on their perception on it changed. They got a whole new Indian. Something which ran them differently now than it ran them before, right? Which was this sense of physicality. They looked at things in a physical light all of a sudden, right? You know, things all of a sudden, you know, they looked at the world around them and they, and they, and they saw, well, mm, this object, how am I going to use it to get ahead of the other guy? Hmm, this object, how am I going to eat it and let it taste good? This object, how is this going to gratify me, right? How am I going to be controlling with this, with, with, with this item, right? There was no sense of that before because they weren't physical people. All the bad meters weren't, weren't, weren't present. 
right? And their their was and that's what he says over here that they that they wanted to feel the concept of taiva, and that's why Hashem says you're going to eat from the ace of asada, you're going to eat from the grass of the field, and also Think about it. You know, before it said the malachim brought them their their food and they were being taken care of in the in the gan, and after the chait, all of a sudden it says You have to work for it. You want taiva. That's what you want? Well, and when it wasn't important to you, I have no problem supplying it to you. If that's what you're going to make your life school out of them, you're going to have to work for it, right? That was part of the fundamental change that happened in the Brios. Immediately, can I get me that they went after, went after Taiva? So, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is saying this entire. I mean, I, the reason why I brought Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is really, we, we, we really spoke it out before. The, the reason I'm bringing Rabbi is just, it adds this. First off, it's Kishmak to see in the Risha. There's a quote of the Ram of Maranavuchim, so it's a very early source's idea. But the idea that we should know that the subjective sense that we have on reality, the emotional sense, our, 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 our attachments to, to certain things or, or our opinions about certain things, it's not a product of our nisham, but it's a product of our guf. And if those things end up getting in the way of our avayda, we have to learn to remove ourselves from that world of dimyan, from that world of imagination, and think critically and logically like a person that thinks that one plus one equals two. That's a very hard thing for me to do personally. Right? It's not my, not my personality. Some people are much more, you know, you go through, you, you look at like Myers-Briggs, and, uh, and some people are a T. They're thinkers, right? They don't look at the world through, through emotions. They're pure thought, you know what I mean, That's right? That's like how Ravarin described Ravayasu. That's what Ravarin is, right? Okay, Ravarin also has emotion, but but right, right, right. But like he was just pure sickliest. Please like, sickliest, pure sickliest. Yes, and, and no, like now, now again, is it bad to have emotion? No, Adarab, The Torah requires using a lave because post the chait, right? You and, and that and one of the avoda that a person has more of an emotion has is the koyach to overcome that emotion and to channel it in the right place is going to be his chos in the next world, and it's a power in his avoda. And tefillah requires a lave, right? There's literally a litvak and a chosid, right? The different different nitias. They're both MS. But, but even 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 the chosid, even the person that has the lave, has got to not let it drive him. He's got to be able to use his seichel to overrun it and decide when it should be turned on and when it should be turned off. So instead of looking at things through our opinions and our sense and our feel of something, there has to be much more of a seichel alokim. Is this good? Is this bad? Is one plus one equal two? Yes or no? It's it's a pashada. And we have to let ourselves be led by the seichel and not and not and not and not, and not be led as so we're running low on time. But I did want to expand on this on this on this this nakuda a little bit. Um, the the, um, the so going back to the Rashi by the way about Beria Elamis right? What, what does Rashi mean? What I think Rashi means is that is that the world of Eitz can create Elamis of Dimian. It can create worlds of fantasy and of imagination that were not there before. That each person can now live in a subjective reality devoid of the true MS. That was a power that they didn't have before. They have now. Like we said, it's not a good thing. It's, 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 it's a bad thing. Which is why, by the way, that you could say 1 plus 1 equal 2 is racist. Because you're creating an oilum of dimion. You're creating a world of... Of, of, of fantasy, right? All these things, yeah, men give birth, and men are not, are, and boys are girls, and girls are boys. You name it, whatever, what, yeah. what, whatever it is, it's in living in all these, 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 these oilamas of, of Dimi, and that's what Rashi means, that you're Yitzray oilamas. You can create theoretical fantasy worlds and live from that vantage point, and everybody can live on his own plane of reality and Disney, look at reality Disney's different. Disney's made billions of dollars on that. What? Disney's made billions oh, of dollars. Oh, I was going to get to marketing next. Very good. That's exactly, you know, so we'll, we'll talk about that, and I'll bring the terror next. But, you know, Barangold <laughs> actually was, was saying and he knew a yid that was Chesu Tshuva because he was in New York in the 1950s, 60s. You know, some more, you know, he, was, he worked in marketing and he started to realize that the people around him were like buying into the stuff that they were, they were selling. They were smoking the brand cigarettes that, that, that they were advertising and they were the type of clothing that they're... And apparently the guy realized, he said, wait a minute, we're packaging all this as Sheker in order to convince people to turn profits. Why are you consuming... Why you're the ones creating it? Like, what do you, what do you, what, do you, what, what, right? And they're like, what do you mean? That's what's cool, you know. And that 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 created a, a thought process by this person, which led him to really be machaker a little bit. Speaking of cigarettes, they used to have the ads: more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So, so, so that the person became from Islam, but you know, the entire world of marketing that we have us is convincing us of of, of realities that that you know. So, I, I just I want to I want to bring you um, a chazal. So, the pasuk in Mishla and. And, and Kahalas that they darshan about the Yitzhahara. The, the Yitzhahara says, Toiv yelled miskein v'chacham and melech zakein ksil. It is better a child that is poor um, and smart versus a king who is old and who is foolish. Right? So better a child who is poor and smart than a king 
who is old and foolish. Tov yalem miskein v'chacham, v'melech zokein uksel. What does that mean, says the Medrash? Tov yalem miskein v'chacham. Better is a child who is, who is poor and, 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 is, and is smart. Zeh yetzer tov, the yetzer tov. Why is he called the child, the Yetzir Tov? He only starts when you're 13 years old, like we said about this many times. Once the Chet kicked in, then the Gashris became the dominant sense a person had. Therefore, the Yetzir is Ram and the Urav, when a person is born right away, the Yetzir The Yetzir Tov only comes later, the poor Neshama has to start eking on the background. I'm here also, start listening to me, right? So it's a Yelid compared to the, to the, to the, to the Yetzir Tov. Why is he considered poor? People don't listen to him. There's that poor guy in the background. Nobody, nobody, right? Other, others for him say because it's going to be this malchus that Einlo, Rabbi Nachman says Einlo Megar Meklom. It doesn't have anything of itself. Okay, it's it's impoverished and poor in this world because it's 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 it, it's not what is grandiose and put on a pedestal in this world. There's something which is which is empty. It's also poor in the sense that it doesn't it doesn't have any of its own zich. It doesn't have any of its own gaiva. It's it's purely the Eitzer Tov is a reflection of the Ratzon of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So it's compared to somebody who is who is poor, that doesn't have anything of itself, whereas someone that's rich is his own world, devoid and devoiced of a Kosh I have my own, my grandiousness, I have my, my wealth, I have what I, my, my, myself, I have my own power, I'm not interested in, in listening to anybody else. So the Yetzirah is called the Yelid, because it's the, 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 the Yetzirah Tov is called the Yelid, because it's the um, minority part of ourselves, the least controlling party, it comes later in life. Um, it's called Miskein, that it's poor because it's not listened to in this world. It's not. It's not the authority. It, it has no sense of self, and, and it's not really part of Elmaza and the grandiousness of Elmaza. Everyone looks at it as just a, a poor man, and like you don't understand this world, Mister Mister Yetzer Tov, right? And we, and we divorce its opinion out. That oh, you don't understand the realities of life. Because if you listen to it, and, and it's connected to the Chacham of this world, then it can it can tell you the right path to take in Elmaza. This is a quote from this is from um, Kohelas. That's where the name comes from, man. Yeah. What? Oh, Mesilus the guide you on the right path. Yeah. That, that's what you said, right? The what? Mesilus Yisharim. No, Derek Yisharim. Oh, Derek. But same, same word. is a path. The Derek is a, is a road. The Melech Zok better that than a Melech Zokin Uksil Zayetzahara. The Melech, the king who's old and stupid or silly. Lama Kroosa Melech. Why is he called a Melech? Shakol Shemin Lo. Everybody listens to him. He's the king. He's the boss. Right, we look in this world. We listen to the marketers. We listen. We listen to the to the actors. We listen to the people that are that are in charge. We listen to the, the whoever it is, the high society. Right, that seems to be a person said. Well, how do you want to live your life? You know, I I I, I can't understand this. I'm I'm you know. We have an older family member, 90, 93 years old, you know, and, and totally with it, and like she couldn't help but turn to us and be like, you know, you're giving your children education, this and that, and I don't, you know. You have all this Nidhiyashanachas on one side. You, you see that financially we're doing fine. We're, we're, you know, your, your grandparents, your fluent Yiddish speaker whose grandparents were B'nai Torah, you know, you push it, can't get over the idea that like we go against the stream of the culture that you live in, you know, so dug into the culture. It's a melech, right? And the, it's, it's, it's the dominant thing. It's what the people follow. It's, it's, it's who's listened to in this world. It's, 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 it's the, anyone who goes against it is, is, is a stupid, is, is impoverished. It's, it's Kilo going, can I get the melech of this, of this world? Well, Lamakar's is a zakin. Why is it a zakin? Because it's there. It's Mizdavid Lom Yalduso. It's there from since you're a child. It's the dominant sense of person. Lamakar also ksil. Why is it called a, 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 a silly person, a stupid? Shumalam al derech ra'a. Because it teaches a person the bad way. Like, Chazal say, Ain al-dum oisa veira, al-jnichos bo shtos, right? A person only doesn't have a if a stupidity comes to him. What does it mean a stupidity comes to him? The Olam Hazet is stupid. All, all of, the, all of the, the sense that we have of what we'd rather have, our tastes, our sensibilities, it's not logical. Logical is one plus one equals two. Logical is Emes Shekhar. Logical is that the terror came from Akash Baruch Hu, and the mitzvahs give you Olam Haba, and the Averas give you... That's logical. The world of ksil, of stupidity, is is is, is trying to ignore the reality and attempt to focus on a non-existent world. That is pure stupidity. So the Yitzhahara is a melech. The world is running around stupid. That, that, that's, 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 that's what... God, that's what Shoma Melch is is telling us. It's pushing things which are just dumb ideas for a person to do, and we become emotionally entangled in them. And because it's the Melch, it's what seems to be dominant in this world. And and a Ruch Shtos comes in and it obfuscates us from doing the thing that we are supposed to do. Rabbi Nachman has a very powerful story. Yeah, um, it's a mashal. It was actually about a, about a certain chassid that that went off to go make business in, in Paris, I don't know, some modern modern type city. And the, and he told the story of the following. He said, once upon a time there was a yid in a shtetl. He comes out and he sees that there is a there is a there's a, a, a beautiful horse out there, a gorgeous horse. 
and it's in the hands of someone who offers to sell it to him for, you know, four ruble, right? Um, and who is this person trying to sell it to him? It was what he calls the late sin. He referred to the Yitzhara and the Sultan as the late sin. Why the late sin? A late sin is someone who makes a mockery of something, right? The way... It's a hard works. Oh, the Torah, it's antiquated. It's stupid. It's silly. You don't need that anymore. Why are you doing all these funny rituals in those black boxes, right? That's not cool. That's, that's not, that's not going to get you. It's not going to buy you a mansion to put on black boxes every morning, right? That's the nature of the Melch Ksil, right? These, these, who's, who's, again, he, it's, 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 it's a stupidity. It's a folly. So he calls them the late sim, right? So the late sim, or the shade them, the late sim, they, they, they created this horse and they try selling it to the guy. And the guy realizes the horse is really worth eight ruble. So he buys the horse. Someone comes and offers him eight ruble. He says, if he's offering me eight, it must really be worth 16. And he goes to the town next door. And over there, the, the town, somebody offers him 32. I want 32, it must be double. And this keeps going on. And he never is willing to take the, the amount of money for the horse because everyone's offering him the horse. And there's this hype about this horse. You know? And he always realizes, well, I could get more for it, right? Then eventually, at some point, it gets the attention of the Melech, that there's this outstanding stallion who's willing to offer this man thousands upon thousands of rubles for the, for the thing. He goes, he meets the Melech, the Melech makes the offer, the, Melech, the, king, the guy does the walkout. So, Mr. Melech, if you're offering that, I know it must be worth double. So he's very happy, he's walking out with his horse that's worth thousands upon thousands of rubles, and he's walking, he's by a water spigot. And all of a sudden, the horse gets... But he doesn't accept the offer. Doesn't accept the offer, does not, no, knowing that it's worth more, right? Yeah. Which is retarded because, pardon me, it's stupid because there's nobody else in the world that could pay him that amount of money. But that, that's the nimshal. He walks by a water spout, all of a sudden, the horse gets sucked into the water spout. Why? Because it's the late sim. It's the Itzahara that's playing games, right? He, the Itzahara made the horse, and the Itzahara gets sucked into the water spout. He's staring at the water spout, trying to get it out. Of People are walking by, and like, what are you doing? My horse, my horse, it's in the water spout. They thought he was crazy, so they started beating him, right? Like they used to do with crazy people back then. Put them in a straight jacket and start hitting sensitive. And no, I'm telling you, my horse, my horse, my horse, my horse, right? And all of a sudden, they start beating him, and he walks away, and he looks back, and all of a sudden, the head of the horse comes out the spout. And he chases back after the spout, and they start beating him, and this goes on multiple times, so, you know, the guys, you know, couldn't, couldn't beat up, and the, and the, and the horse's head kept coming out and going back in, right? Right. So the, the nimshaw, I think, is, 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 is very clear. The Yitzhahara creates a world of dimyan, and it gives us this sense that we have more fulfillment that we're going to have by following the taivas, and it leads us along, and leads us along, and leads us along in, in an absolutely logical way, and eventually we see that there's nothing that's really there anyway, and we only suffer the consequences of having followed those mistakes. That's the, the problem. You follow the melech sil in this world, and you do something that's folly, and that's, and that's, and, 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 and that's stupid, and at the end of the day, all that's going to the Malachi Chabal are going to come and beat you senseless in the next world, right? But that is the sense even of... Even in this world. Even in this world. causes tremendous suffering. Suffering in this world, right? Look at the, look at the rich and the famous and, and what's... And, and, the children who are mixed up. Right, exactly. Precisely. Precisely. But we have to realize this concept that, that the human nature of subjectivity that we have, the sense, these feelings, whatever. And I just One more Nakuda that I find just interesting. And therefore a person always has to look back to the Seichel and Chochmah that's, that's extant in, in everything that's there and, and, and focus and realize that everything has its Makor. I mean, Nachman speaks about this a lot also. That, that you have to see that the Seichel, where things are coming from in this world. When we focus on things within the framework of, of this world, then we get lost in this world. And we understand that really where we're going from, where we're coming from, and that everything is really an emanation from Akash Baruch Hu, and we're able to look at it like that with, with a, a pshitas like that and a basic amuna to know that the things that we have are from Hashem we don't get caught up within the framework and the riffraff of this world then, then that keeps us on, on the straight and narrow path much 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 more so versus getting stuck in the world of Dimian and these Olamas the Nachash is telling us that we can create these false realities that we, we live in and this one and his desires to conquer this and his desire for that and his dream for money this and he wants to have the prettier lady and no 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 it all comes right? back to one plus one that's it that's it, right? If it's right, if it's not logical, if it's not the derech don't do it. You know, and it's very hard because we get stuck in this in this world, and the, and he's called a melech because that's what's dominant in this in this world. So it's very hard to listen to the miskain. It seems very nebuch to listen sometimes to the to the etzer because he's miskain. He's the poor guy, but lemaisa he's the chacham who lead you on the on the on the on on the derech um, One more one more nekuda just to add on this. You know what? Talk about, we're, we're, we're out of time. We'll hold here. But next so, so next week we will. Um, We'll, we'll continue with the next part of, of Der Hashem and then finish off that Haggad Nev about Adam's Misa and about how the Chet caused the, the need for, for Tchias Hamis and how Adam was kicked out of the, out of the Gan. Okay, Shkai Chavra.